Welcome to Expanding Your Faith with Bishop Gregory Godsey and Father Matthew Schnabel. Expanding Your Faith looks at modern faith and spirituality questions, as well as conducts interviews with movers and shakers in different and varied faith traditions. Our broadcast is brought to you by the hardworking staff at the Office of Communications and Media Relations in the Old Catholic Churches International. Stay tuned as we work on expanding your faith. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expanding Your Faith. I'm Bishop Greg, and joining me tonight is uh, Luna. Hi. And Bishop Ben. Hello, greetings. And so um, tonight we're going to look at uh, a very controversial topic, one that uh, a lot of people don't want to discuss, and it's been brought on by uh, the University of South Carolina and Aikens Baptist Collegiate Ministries has invited well-known conversion therapy advocate Patty Height to come and speak on campus on uh, March 25th about uh, basically uh, biblical sexual relations and um, you know, how to convert people from their uh, abusive ideas, it's her words, abusive ideas of morality and sexuality. Um, I I find it very interesting uh, that one of the quotes out of Egypt her organization uses is that um, uh she was uh, because she had abused drugs and alcohol to bury the pain of childhood trauma in her 20s she embraced a gay gender non-conforming identity believing she was born this way um, so she says that uh, she gave her life to the Lord in 2003 and she wants the world to know that God's desire wasn't just to bring her freedom but to bring freedom to all who are held captive in their sexual sins. Um, And so, uh, Out of Egypt does this legwork for her to uh, allow her a platform to go out and try to demand that people change who they are. Interestingly enough, because her website is so set up to make people think that she's a therapist and a psychologist, she had to put a disclaimer at the bottom that says, Patty Hyde is not a licensed counselor. The advice offered in her videos is based solely on biblical guidelines and her own personal experiences. Um, So, basically... She had to put in there that, um, you know, if you need help, you got to seek from a qualified professional because she's not a professional, which I think is very interesting. Um, There was another uh, little thing I wanted to, I can't find it right at the moment, uh, to mention about her, but um, 
I've gotten a lot of pushback for calling out Miss Hyatt uh, and calling out her bigotry and hatred um, from her cabal of followers who claim that she is uh, essentially, if you listen to them, the second coming of Jesus. Um, and um, so I went and I did more due diligence because you know I'm like okay maybe the videos I watched of her speaking you know advocating for forced conversions and stuff maybe that's atypical maybe it was a gotcha moment right <laughs> so I went and looked at her uh, TikTok page and oh my god the cesspool that unfurled. Oh, I haven't looked at your TikTok. You just have no idea. I, I save screen grabs because, you know, I want to do such things. I think it's really interesting that her whole basis for her gender and sexuality when she grew up was um, she was abused and did drugs or had trauma from her childhood and did drugs. And I'm like that very quickly falls apart when you find a gay person who doesn't have childhood trauma. It doesn't do drugs. It doesn't do drugs. No. Um, she reposted something from Gays Against Groomers. Oh, I hate dogs. Oh, saying, thank you for those who speak up and speak out. And the post by Gays Against Groomers said, the horrific truth behind Washington Senate Bill SB 5599. The bill opens up the ability for kids to run away at any age to the state for medical transition regardless of age. Parents will lose their rights over their children, which is not true. Not only does this allow young kids to medic, uh, medicalize, be medicalized, but also up, opens up the ability to have children be trafficked, which it does not. Those that sign up to house these kids are not verified as foster parents or regulated housing through the state, which is a lie. That's not true. It appears those in Washington State's governments are assisting the stealing of your children. Again, a lie. Not true. Um, she reposts stuff by Scott Nugent, who claims to be um, formerly transgender, who detransitioned. Um, which... Uh, is uh, kind of a sad situation in and of itself and promotes Matt Walsh's videos. Matt Walsh who after the shooting up of the uh, Q nightclub in Colorado basically said it was too bad that it was a lone uh, wolf that there should have been more shooters like that at more clubs. Seriously. And she retweets Matt Walsh on a regular basis with his hateful ideology. Um, so, yeah. There's a lot of things to unpack about Patty Height. Okay. One of them being uh, you can't actually verify any of their backstory. Right. There's no way that she has no record of herself before her ministries. So 
whether or not she was actually openly LGBT or not is sort of you just had to trust her so her experiences may not even be based in reality she could just be a homegrown conservative who just decided one day that they're gonna say oh I used to be a lesbian and trans and all this other stuff and then I saw God yeah anything that I found of her all throughout her life seems to be religious based so I don't see this epiphany she had at some point of course not um <laughs> she um she loves to throw she's she's sort of like the perfect image of a uh what is it called when you uh when you're just one story and you try to use that as evidence she's um, um why can't I think of the word can't I can't do that. It starts with an A. Amoral? No, no not amoral. <laughs> I'll think of it in a second. <laughs> but that, that, that does fit, kind of, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. But she's got this whole token, like, oh, well, I went through this whole thing. So that means everyone is a sinner because they're gay. And, you know, before Bishop mentioned the chat about the streamer on her website, I remember seeing her website earlier on in the years, maybe, maybe about a year ago or two years ago. Her website was designed to set her up to make her look like a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was her whole persona that, that she was trying to put on her front that she was a therapist. And right. I mean, it's and it's not. And the odd thing is that nothing that she says proves that even on her own story that her sexuality or her gender was the cause of any of her sadness. No. Exactly. She says she talks about her trauma and she talks about her you know abuse of drugs and stuff like that and then she says that around the same time she stopped abusing drugs and stuff when she found the church that's when she stopped labeling herself as part of the lgbt and then she started feeling better well are you sure it was not being gay anymore that made you feel better and not maybe the fact that you stopped taking crack (laughs) that maybe made you feel a little bit better um she also routinely reposts libs of TikTok, which is an, a, a hate account. Oh, I hate. Oh. Um, it's been Sorry. banned many times on TikTok for calling for the death of marginalized individuals. She routinely reposts their videos calling everyone in the LGBTQIA community groomers. Um, I mean, she's just a very abusive person all around. And so people say, oh... But she's such a sweet person. She's never done anything wrong. She's never said anything. I'm sorry, she has said these things. And she's embraced these ideologies by reposting others who are saying those things and agreeing with them. I've never seen her say anything actually nice to anybody. Agreeing with them. And so at a certain point, you have to begin to wonder, is this... You know, is she really someone who promotes hate speech? And the answer is yes. She is someone who promotes hate speech. It's sort of one of those, like... Go ahead. Is she she reposting things, and then she's condoning it. That's right. Go ahead. So she's she's in reality saying, I condone it, and I'm going to further that action by putting my own hate into it and making it even worse. 
I'm trying. Go ahead, it's, it's sort of like... No, you're good. It's sort of like... I don't know what a good term for it would be, but it's almost like we see it a lot, especially here and basically all over the world when it comes to Christianity is it's all these people misappropriating religion to basically so she could do whatever she wants and she'll be labeled as a good person uh, despite the fact that she has nothing to prove that she's done anything good for anybody that's right but the fact that she says that she's a bible thumper is enough for people to go oh they're a good person it's like um I had a had a extreme point to this the I can't I can't find it gets light there was a pastor recently that went to jail for doing things to his 14 year old daughter you can fill in the gaps with that one I won't get too graphic with that he is going to get 6 to 12 years because the judge said that he was a God fearing man that's the misappropriation of Christianity in our society that's right and I talked about this a lot um, and it's a question I've been asking people is how far is a religion allowed to go away from its source material to defend its members actions before you stop saying it's religion that's right so you know if if we're going by the book it should be easier for me to create a law outlawing shellfish than it should be making a law that outlaws homosexuality. Alright. But we don't see anything like that being created. It's very interesting that people like Miss Height <clears throat> latch on to the one thing that is not even mentioned in the Bible. To homosexuality and claim that's a moral failing and a sin and people are going to hell for being gay but has no problem with adulterous people has no problem with thieves she associates with some of these big-name ministers who routinely steal from their ministries Routinely are caught embezzling. Not a peep out of her about them. Not a peep out of her about state-sponsored murder and the death penalty. Not a peep out of her about helping the poor and the homeless. Her entire identity is wrapped up in gay people must be converted from being gay. And she uses all the stereotypical Bible readings that you... And she cherry-picks them, just like all of them do. You know. Romans 1, 26 through whatever. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the usuals. And she's the like, these are... Yeah. These are proof that, you know, da 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 And I think it's... And it, it, it just makes my brain hurt. Because there's so many things you could say about her. One of them being that most of the churches and denominations that would agree with her also believe that women don't get to be preachers of the word of God, so... And yet she's a preacher. She's the, she's the senior pastor of a church. Yeah. She also does not wear dresses. 
No, she's very... cuts off her hair. She's very gender non-conforming with her look. Which are all against biblical prohibitions. She also doesn't outright denounce her sexuality either. She basically says... I watched several of her videos where she talks about her sexuality. And she basically was told that it was... It was taking advantage of God's gift to us to be a lesbian. So basically saying, like, we should be happy with... Women should be happy with the fact that they were given man to please them, is basically how she puts it. So even she herself says that she was manipulated, most likely by man. (laughs) I feel very... Sticky. Sticky. Feel very used. <laughs> very used. <laughs> it's and it's. That, that's appalling. They're going to teach young women this. This is the same group that also had an anti-abortion group come on campus one time. Just crazy. Just crazy. I mean, at this point, the BCM might as well put a poster up that says that their young female members should just be barefoot and pregnant but uh they didn't hear me say yeah, that I'm, so I'm assuming the University of Aiken is mostly Baptist then no actually it's one of the smaller groups on campus well it's now yeah. there's one of the smaller groups on campus it used they've to... run off all of the people of color out of the group they've run off just about all the females they've run off Almost all of the... They used to have LGBT members in the group. They run off all LGBTQIA members. Yep. They have like seven or eight members now, mostly boys. And when they have meetings, the lady who's there has makes sure that it's packed with churches and their members so that the students don't really... You can't really talk against the group because there's like 20 old people in there. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's pathetic. So we're talking about Miss Patty Height tonight and conversion therapy. So let's, let's, for those that are not familiar with what conversion therapy is, let me explain conversion therapy, okay? Go ahead, like So conversion therapy uh, takes many different forms, but they all have generally the same kind of baseline things that they do. Uh, There are some programs that are voluntary programs, which means that the LGBTQIA person signs up for themselves to go and undergo conversion therapy. There are some that view themselves like a lot of these deprogramming of cult type programs where they'll just kidnap someone and go through the process of conversion therapy usually at the behest of the parents or uh, partner of, of somebody who thinks that they need to be, you know, deprogrammed from being LGBTQIA. Uh, most all the programs utilize a couple of different forms of uh, operant conditioning or, or classical conditioning type methods to Uh, deprogram the LGBTQIA person. In other words, in in some programs they utilize things like electroshock. Uh, They'll they'll turn on uh, 
uh, homoerotic pornography and if the person begins to show any kind of pleasure they shock them so that it enforces that uh, homosexual tendencies are automatically bad you're going to get shocked for having a reaction to homosexual tendencies um, and then others do things like uh, deprive people of sleep or food or basic necessities um, until they you know get to the point they break down and, and are like no I'm not gonna do this anymore and then they reward them and then as soon as there's a homosexual tendency they once again remove support love basic necessities until the person is you know willing to denounce it again it is truly uh, torture it is, it is the very basic roots of torture they do this do they do the pornography and stuff to underage people too um, back years ago they were caught doing that but I don't know of any that do that at the moment but then again, a lot of these conversion therapy programs are very secretive. They're very careful who they let in to monitor and see what's going on. Because all of the techniques have been disavowed by medical science, by psychology, and by many different governments as well, including many here in the United States. Um, many state governments have outlawed conversion therapy, uh, and for good reason. Many young people who go through conversion therapy uh, ultimately end up taking their lives in the long term. Uh, they end up unaliving themselves because they cannot reconcile the forced responses that they are made with the, to accept with their actual desires and actual feelings and so they end up you know, unaliving themselves. Um, the rate of suicide amongst people who've gone through conversion therapy is higher than just about anything else in the world. Um, it is torture. It's brainwashing by any other name um, to try to convince them not to be who God made them to be. Um, you know, you had to think on how many poor souls went through this conversion therapy thinking they were going to come out okay and ended up unaliving themselves. There are a lot. Exactly. There are a lot. And you also had to think about the uh, the fact that a lot of quote-unquote conversion therapists were people like people's pastors and stuff who also on the weekends would sexually abuse those same people that they Exactly. Try to convert from homosexuality. Conversion therapy programs. Go ahead. I was reading some research that in, 1980, in 1888, a German therapist, a claimed that he converted the first gay man to be straight again. Yeah. It's been going on for a very long time. Yeah. And what's very sad is that that kind of manipulation, conversion therapy manipulation, oftentimes does lead to abuse by the people in conversion therapy. The people that are charged with converting the person ends up physically, sexually, emotionally abusing the person in conversion therapy. 
and um, and then there are things like the founder of Exodus years ago who supposedly was uh, a reformed homosexual who after about 20 years of running Exodus and forced conversion programs came out and said I can't live this way anymore I've been gay the whole time um, I, I've been a hypocrite I'm still gay I'm not changing and now tries to help people who've been through conversion therapy find peace um, and try to deprogram what they did to them <clears throat> just about every single person who's run a conversion therapy program claiming to be ex-gay has ultimately come out later down the line and said you know what I made a mistake I'm not ex-gay I'm still gay and I suspect Patty Height will at some point as well. I think it's very interesting too, like I think it's like a very I think it's almost like a grooming tactic in my mind. It is. How so many of these programs are so called claimed to be run by ex gay people or they claim to you know, like the gays gays against groom grooming on Twitter that's gotten big. And they claim to be gay people running the account, you know, because they're trying to bring in other LGB, other LGB, whatever people, and excluding the T, to try and create some sort of division. That's it right. wouldn't surprise me if none of the people running that account were gay. It wouldn't surprise me if they were all straight people, or that a lot of these people in conversion therapy, like Patty, who can't back up their past or were never it's sort of like a tactic to sort of be like see look I was like you I understand now let me beat it out of you exactly it's a very sad state of affairs and it's hard to believe that in 2023 we have to explain to people why mental physical and emotional coercion is wrong why mental, physical, and emotional abuse is wrong. <laughs> it, it, it's very sad that we have to explain that to people today. You know, instead of let these people live their lives, let them be their authentic selves and be their best selves. Many Christians' first thought is, oh, let me beat it out of them. Let me su subject them to electroshock therapy and operant conditioning and classical conditioning to force them no longer to be gay. Let's waterboard them. Let's show them porn. Let's, you know, cut them, beat them, belittle them, call them names because that's the right thing to do instead of just letting them live their lives and be happy humans who is it hurting for them to live their lives and be happy humans and you know so many Christians the only answer they have is but they're not going to go to heaven 
How do you know? Have you died and gone there? Despite showing that every single clobber verse in the Bible is does not say what they think it says, so many fundamentalist Christians still refuse to accept the truth. They would rather, as the Bible says, exchange the truth for a lie and hear only what their itching ears want to hear. Were they Paulites? You know, well, that is Paul. Yeah. Paul says that. Their own God, Paul, says that. And they forget it. So they hear what they hear, their itching ears want to hear, and that is God hates all gays. And then they go out here and they create these programs like conversion therapy that abuse, manipulate, and destroy human beings, push them to the point of unaliving themselves, just so that they can foster a false narrative about God and about Scripture. And that is appalling. It is appalling to me that they want to make our God into a hateful, abusive, bigoted, homophobic, misogynistic, transphobic, xenophobic deity. to promote their own insecurities and their own biases. And that's appalling. It's very appalling. And I wish I could say that it was an isolated incident, but it's not. It's happened many times throughout history. These are the same people that in the 1850s and 60s said the Bible was the basis for slavery. That it was their God-given biblical right to own other human beings, to whip and beat them, to kill them, to rape them, to mistreat them as they saw fit because they were lesser than. They were not truly human according to the Bible. Even though the Bible doesn't say that. The same people today pushing anti-LGBTQIA speech are the same people that pushed the racist and abusive notions about people of color in the 1850s and 60s. The exact same people. They just don't see it. They don't want to see it. And that's very sad. That's very sad. It's so how can we help people who are LGBTQIA who are caught in this loop? My first suggestion is if you're in a church that promotes uh, conversion therapy, run. Do not get pass go. Do not collect $200. Just run as far and as fast as you can from them. 
because it's not going to take long before they convince you to go out there and try conversion therapy and you end up damaged for the rest of your lives because of the abuse suffered in conversion therapy. If you're in a family where conversion therapy continues to be forced on you, then it's time for you to reach out to protective services, either children or adult protective services, for help. Many states have outlawed conversion therapy, and so you can get assistance in those states getting away from family that wants to put you in conversion therapy. If you're an adult, cut ties with the family. Walk away. Find somewhere else to live. Don't give them forwarding addresses. Don't give them forwarding phone numbers. Just leave. Your life, your mental health, your sanity is more important than a connection with a family that thinks they have to change you. Seriously. You know, my, my thought is if people are, are hell-bent on having conversion therapies, and I'm not trying to be funny or anything, but why don't we start our own kind of group and enter our own conversion therapy and try to convert the, the people that don't believe, you know, in the Bible, and convert their mind to say, hey, you're wrong, you're believing wrong, you know, it's like they're trying to force, force everybody to change and force them to change. Yeah. Well, they'd be the first to throw a fit about that, number one. And number two... Exactly. That's my point. They, 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 would, they would throw a big old fit about how come we're being forced to change. Well, it's funny, too, because a lot of those churches, conversion therapy isn't just gay people, either. You know, a lot of those churches also have, you know, what they call... Um, they do, like, mercenary work. Yeah. Where they go out to the countries and give their unwanted knowledge yes, yep. to them. Yeah. I remember when I, I, remember when I was a kid, I remember attending Professor so Church in Pasco, and I remember seeing those pamphlets on the table in the hallway for Exodus. I remember those pamphlets. Exodus was one of they the were, worst ones, yes. Yeah. When the, when the, they had pamphlets in every church you could think of in that area. Well, hell, I can't even go... You know, they talk about us trans people being in the bathroom making it hard for us to for other people to piss I can't piss without seeing a chick track in the fucking bathroom that talks about Sodom and Gomorrah having modern looking drag queens for some reason and talking about how Dungeons and Dragons is gonna turn you into an occult and well didn't you know that Sodom and Gomorrah had modern day drag queens nothing oh that's another one. That's another one that Miss Height likes to use, and a lot of conversion therapy is the Sodom and Gomorrah. Despite the fact that there really is no evidence that Sodom and Gomorrah was talking about homosexuality in the Bible. In fact, just the opposite. Ezekiel says that the sin of Sodom and your sister Gomorrah is this: they failed to show hospitality to strangers, and failed to care for the poor, the widow, and the orphan. And for this reason, God wiped them off the face of the earth. Yeah. If you were to think of a modern day 
Sodom, if you were to think of like a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah, think the political center of Washington D.C. and all the outer parts of Washington D.C. would have been the other poor villages that they didn't take care of. Exactly. <laughs> they were powerhouse people. They were rich and they were assholes. You know. Of course they were. But nah, it's the gay people. Always gotta be the gays. You know Always how you know how revolutionary that would have been? Not to throw off the topic, but do you know how revolutionary it would have been to have a thriving city full of gay people during that time? Do they seriously think there was a giant city just full of gay people and trans people that were just the richest fucking people in Rome? Well, Rome was thriving with gay and trans people. Well, that's true. They're, they were everywhere, but... A whole city. <laughs> Gayville. I would have lived there. Well, who do you think the artisans were? <laughs> well, folks, I think we're going to wrap up this conversation. <laughs> on that note. And I hope this has provided you with some food for thought. Uh, remember, we're talking about human beings here. I know far too often um, people tend to look at the LGBTQIA community as well, they're not really human. These are human beings, too. We're human. We deserve the same love, the same respect, the same opportunities as everyone else. And loving someone is not forcing their them to change. That's right. So many modern day Christians and radicalists think that have brainwashed themselves into thinking that love is forcing people to change and convert and That's right. It's not. Well, folks, um, until next week when we once again attempt to expand your faith, keep shining bright, my friends. <laughs>